Welcome to the Feed Your Soul Gospel Reflections Podcast, presented by Dynamic Catholic. Over the next several minutes, you will receive inspiration and encouragement. We hope will meet you where you are and lead you to where God is calling you to be. For more great content like this, or to experience this program in video format, go to dynamiccatholic.com. Pregnant Nostrils That's what the Old Testament Hebrew Jewish word for anger literally means. Pregnant nostrils. Captures it pretty well, doesn't it? Chaucer calls anger the devil's furnace, and for good reason. You know in Ephesians it says, Be angry, but do not sin. Don't make room for the devil. Anger can get us in a lot of trouble in a hurry, especially depending on how we express it. Now, I know that anger is normal. Be angry, but do not sin. It assumes that we'll get angry. There's nothing wrong with anger by itself. Anger is normal. And sometimes anger is justifiable. I mean, most folks know the story of Jesus in the Gospel of John chapter 2, where he walks into the temple and sees folks who are using the temple for their own personal gain and no interest in the things of God, just motives by pure greed. And Jesus got angry, aggressively so. He turns over the tables, drives out the profiteers, drives out the animals. It means justifiable anger. Sometimes we call that righteous indignation. Anger over a senseless shooting. Anger at someone who harms children. But more often than not, our anger is not so pure, is it? There's usually a healthy dose of self-importance or selfishness at the core of our anger. It gets us in trouble, especially when we don't know how to express it well. You may remember the old story of poor Trevor Harvey down in Sarasota, Florida. He was arrested for battery after punching a referee during his seven-year-old son's flag football game. Hmm. What was ironic was Trevor was the president of Mad Dads, an organization that offers young people alternatives to crime and violence. (laughs) To his credit, Trevor rightly said, yeah, that's not supposed to be the way you channel your anger. You know, Will Rogers was right when he said, people who fly into a rage seldom make a good landing. So let's look at a few indicators that anger may just be a killer in your life because when anger is uncontrolled, unbridled, it can lead to more unholy moments than you could ever imagine. Maybe it's trifles. Do you get angry at things that seem small to other folks? Do folks who take a long time at red lights or days when your chores aren't done just right or unintended accidents like spilled coffee or flipped over soup, just flip your switch? Do they turn something over inside you that sets off a case of pregnant nostrils? Or malignant grudges and resentment that are growing within you. Are you still keeping a list of all the people who've ever wronged you? Do you carry it with you everywhere you go? Do you remember every time you've ever felt wronged or anything that's unfair or unjust. That list gets awful long and awful heavy after a while. The funny thing about those grudges, they end up killing us far more than hurting the folks we're holding them against. Or maybe you've got a case of hostility. Are you always suspicious of other people's motives? Do you look for and expect the worst from other people? What happens when you hang on to malignant grudges and resentments long enough, pretty soon you don't trust or like anybody at all? Or maybe you've got bitterness. That's what grudges and hostilities grow into when they're left unchecked long enough. But today I have good news. There is hope for anger. Holy moments can transform your anger into joy and peace. We don't have to live with resentment and grudges and hostility and bitterness. Hope comes in a single word. Grace. The Lord is slow to anger. He's compassionate. Even when we anger him, he treats us with mercy. He receives us with grace. He is loving toward all that he has made. And hope comes in a second word, forgiveness. 
You are forgiving and good, O Lord, abounding in love to all who call on you. Forgiveness and anger can't live together. In 1865, the Civil War was nearing its end. This awful, bloody, violent, hate-filled war that more than 600,000 men had died. The slaves had been freed, and a lot of Southerners were angry about it. And many Northerners wanted to exact a heavy price, revenge from the South. As talk began to turn toward Reconstruction, a lot of people in the North wanted to hear from President Lincoln. And so he was asked, will you throw all the Southern officers in prison? Will you allow these Southern states back into the Union they left? Will you make them pay, and will you make them pay bad? In other words, how will you treat the rebellious Southerners, Mr. Lincoln? They were licking their chops, smacking their lips at the prospect of revenge. And Mr. Lincoln said, I will treat them as if they never left. Lord, make me an instrument of your peace. Where there is hatred, let me sow love. Where there is injury, pardon. Where there is doubt, faith. Where there is despair, hope. Where there is darkness, light. And where there is sadness, joy. O Divine Master, grant that I may not so much seek to be consoled as to console, to be understood as to understand, to be loved as to love. For it is in giving that we receive, it is in pardoning that we are pardoned, and it is in dying that we are born to eternal life. Amen. Thank you for listening. We hope this episode nourished your soul. For more great content like this, or to experience this program in video format, go to dynamiccatholic.com.